0: We left off in the previous year that the Gemara can- contrasts Gezalakum being also, the Gemara brought two Mekairoes, the Gemara previously compared Gezalakum to Avkos one of which is an act of thievery, the other one is just not living up to a financial obligation. In that context, in that vein, the Gemara compares Gezalakum to dosoi L'chol On that, the Gemara... We're in the Gemar in, in the middle of Kufiyd Gimel Amid in Bava Kama. The Emo Hani Mili. Maybe the possible of the Chol is Heichad Le Osi Liode is only where the Avedah has not yet come into your hands. The Loi Mechayiv La Dure Basuro. You're not Mechuyiv to actually engage in the Mitzvah of Ashavas Avedah. Al Heichad Le Osi Liode Maybe. When you've already picked up that Avedo, you'd be mechuyiv to give it back. And the difference between these two, we can explain that there are two fundamental aspects of the mitzvah of Hashavah's Avedo. We're not learning now the suge of Hashavah's Avedah, but this is an important point. There's Hashavah's Avedo when something is lying on the floor. The Torah said, Leistuchah you can't just walk by a yid's property and not engage in an act of saving somebody else's money. You're walking by and somebody's horse is wandering out of the barn. You're m'chuyiv to go, push the horse back in and close the door. You know so your neighbor is on vacation and the air conditioner is running. He's probably losing a lot of money electricity because somebody left it on. Give him a call. You can't just walk away from a situation where a yid is having a hefzid moment and not consider that your responsibility. However, the Gemara in El-Metzirah says that that's one level of responsibility. After you actually pick it up, it's not just on the level of a mitzvah, but the Torah imposes upon you that you're now holding on to his property. You have a din of a shoimer with responsibility for that item until it's returned properly. That being said, the Gemara over here has a very understandable Havamina. That we have a mitzvah of looking out of going the extra mile for financial well-being of others? No. Nope. Maybe the Torah was only dat mitzvah when it comes to a fellow Jew when we have to go the extra mile but not for a guy. However, when we're talking about once you pick it up, when you pick up that cheifetz, by holding on to it, you're engaged in an act of thievery. The cheifetz, the wallet that you picked up, the horse that's wandering around, when you take hold of the horse's reins, that horse belongs to the guy it's the property of the guy. by you walking off with it, you're actually engaged in thievery. So this is really similar to that point, that gray area, when does thievery end, which would be included in Gezal Akum, being Oser, ostensibly L'choyer Midareisa, as opposed to something which is just not living up to a financial obligation. Walking off with somebody else's property, L'choyer should be awesome. On that, the Gemara says, mitso the mashmo de mashma." The mas the is that it already came to your hand, and despite that, the terrorist says, you're, You picked it up, you're not Muhiiv to return it. And, and now we might ask ourselves, so what really is the difference? What's the difference between taking somebody's wallet by force or the person's wallet was on the floor and you picked it up and you walked away from it? with it? Why is that not an act of thievery? And the answer is that the Gemara in Elam defines, the Gemara as well in meruba and Babakama, defines a lost property since the person doesn't have it in his possession. He doesn't know where it is. So there's something missing in his ownership. It's akin to something enoi ber Not so simple. Can a person sell a car that's lost he has no idea where the car is. A car that was stolen from him, as anybody should say, he can't sell it because there's something missing in his ownership. A wallet that's on the ground, the etzem has already left the ownership, has already left the possession of the owner. However, since the Torah imposed the mitzvah obligation, when you pick it up, you become that you're holding on to it for him. And with that itself, it goes back into the jurisdiction, into the Uh, under the ownership, so to speak, in the full bylaws of the owner. So we can understand, the Gemara is being mechadish, that since there is no mitzvah of Hashavah Zavedo, therefore, when you pick up that wallet of a guy, you're really not removing it from his rishos. You're not stealing it from him. You're just not... Mu, in the mitzvah, so the wallet is already out of his yeshuos. You're allowed to keep it, but that's why the gemara wavered back and forth on this point because fevery is also. It's only not living up to financial obligations. The gemara had to be mechadish that Aveda as well is a chidish in that realm. This distinction will help us understand the gemara the hemshchik. Let's read on. Tanya R' ben Yoyrimer. The Tanya Repinches ben Yoyr says b'mokum Hashem afilu avedase osur. This should be obvious. Gezel might be muter. There's even an open, a, an open-minded discussion in the Gemara that maybe Gezel Akum is muter. We come, the Gemara comes out that Gezel Akum is also. But Chil Hashem, Chil Hashem is a separate averi. You now that be Michal Hashem It would seem from Repinches Ben Yorah that what he's saying is more than that. What he's saying is that Chil Hashem, where there's an element of Chil Hashem. What would be looked at as financial, financially, we would call it financial savvy. We would call it maybe there's wiggle room for you to, if you're sharp, to get out of living up to a financial obligation. If there's an element of Chil Hashem, it's not just Chil Hashem, it's Gezo. And this seems to be the implication, the Gemara repeats this over and over again on Amun Aleph. The Rambam says it as well that way that once there's an element of Chil Hashem, we define it under the heading of Gezel Akum. Even if it's not, theoretically, it's not defined as Gezel, the Chil Hashem will define it as Gezel. Hashkafach, this is a very interesting point. Chil Hashem, is this a totally separate area of wrongdoing. Being rude on a line, cutting off somebody uh, by an intersection, those are all, all, also acts of Chil Hashem. They're not Gezel. Here it's more than that. The Gezel, the Chil Hashem will redefine the act of financial impropriety and it will turn it into an act of Gezel. Let's go on in the Gemara. We said, of course, is Mutter, Aved is Mutter, Shmuel is that is a new form of financial Wrongdoing, which is also not an act of thievery, and that is when a guy makes a toast, and because of that we end up with extra money or extra goods, extra merchandise, or extra services in our pocket. Kiho, the Gemara brings several examples. Kiho, the Shmuel Zovin Mikute, Lakna de Davo. he brought from him a, uh, a, a clear a vessel that was made out of gold, the Mar de Parzela, It seemed like it was only made out of copper. He bought it by one of these, uh, by one of these garage sales, by a yard sale, by an antique store. Very common. Person walks into an antique store. Something's being sold as a cheap knockoff. He realizes that it's an original, uh, an original Picasso. You buy it. You walk out. You got yourself a great deal, right? You bought something which was sold to you for $35. And it's really worth $35,000. Usually it's not as extreme as that, but that's the idea. Ba'ar Zuze, He bought it for four Zuz, which uh, is totally not the value of a Klishel Zov. Not only that, but the price was four. He was able to give him three and the guy just walked off. He was able to, he presented him the three like with an open palm. So he took the three, he didn't even count and he walked off. Shmuel didn't chase after him. What's the shot? Isn't that fevery? No, that's Toz Akum. And Toz Akum is not fevery. It's just not living up to the financial obligations. With a yid, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Let's read another example. He bought from a goy 120 barrels. Again, bimeo. The goy just carelessly started counting out. He counted wrong. He put 120, even though they had only made up a price of 100. Not only that, he gave him the money in a way where the guy made a mistake on the money. I'm relying on you that you gave me, I gave you what I was supposed to give you, you gave me, Rav just walked away. Thievery. The great Rav Kahana, not thievery, it's only toast. And the Gemara continues in that vein with two more stories from Ravina and Ravashi. And this Gemara is strange, to put it mildly. We're talking about great men. Is this the standard of behavior that they were engaged in? Mutter, Osir is this what we expect from Amoroi Magdoshim? Just to add to the strangeness of it, let's quote the Ber Hagelah in Choshimish, but Shemem Ches, the classic piece of Ber Hagelah. is Shemem Ches of Cotton Hay. The Ber Hagelah in speaking about the Halacha that we just quoted, of Gezalakim being Oser, as opposed to Tohus Akum being Mutter. I am writing this as a testimony for future generations. I've seen people that became wealthy, great, prominent and wealthy from various shtick that they were able to play, they were able to create situations of Tohus Akum in business. They ultimately, they were not Matzliach, they lost their money, what goes around comes around, they went to the two moin. They did not leave over their fortunes. The wheel of fortune turned against them. However, says the Baragoda, and here we have the Kiddush Hashem as opposed to the Chilal Hashem element, which factors into the Elochkeit that defines Gezel. I've seen, the Baragoda says, many people, That went the extra mile. They showed the world that Goyim lived with a higher calling. (laughs) They returned sums of money that were given to them. They became wealthy and great. They were able to leave over their fortunes for future generations. So here we're talking about great Amiroim, and the Be'er is obviously telling us that this is not the preferred standard, this is not the moral compass that us Yidin are striving for. And the greatest of our greatest are not living up, they're living on a, on a, on a sly level. So the Mephoshim over here say a, uh, a vort based on a sugya in Gitanath Ches, without going to the sugya over there, but it seems to be that whenever the Gemara's discussion over there is that whenever you find somebody selling something on the sloy, he's selling, he's sloppy in what he sells, he's sloppy in how much money he takes, the assumption is, is that he's unloading hot merchandise, he's selling stolen property. What went on over here, the Gemara gives examples of the Amiroim where they were sharp enough to see there was somebody Agui on the side of the road and he was unloading he didn't care it was 100 barrels, 120 barrels he took whatever he offered, he took it and he ran obviously we're dealing with stolen property the moral compass over here is that when you're dealing with people deal with them on the highest level besides for the act of thievery which is also based on the psukum that the Gemara brings there's also a standard of behavior with people Toh doesn't live up to that standard However, when you're dealing with there is no standard of behavior. You're just literally trying to uh, save stolen property from just being sold to somebody else. There, there, there is no standard of behavior really to live up to. That being said, the raya of the gemara was because if it would have been thievery, they wouldn't have done it. Even with even though there was nobody who would catch them. Other an act of thievery would be also even from a thief. That's not the issue. The issue is only the Gemara has to prove that holding on to something where you didn't pay the right price for it is not an act of thievery. It's only not paying money that you owe. That's the context of the Gemara. And of course, the Baragola is talking about people that went into business dealings. They had business dealings with non-Jews. And instead of acting in ways that would not bring credit, la V'la they went the extra mile. And because of that, that standard of behavior is of course, what, our, what we expect from ourselves and what we expect from our great people as mentioned in the Gemara. So now let's understand a little bit more fully what the parameters of this tos, akum, which is And here there are tremendous ramifications, la locha. For instance, we have a fellow, even if we assume he's selling stolen property, like we pointed out, Amiroim would never have done this 120 for 100 if, um, if there would be an act of thievery. That would be awesome. So let's say you have a fellow and he agreed to sell you 100 for a certain price. While he's not looking, you go up to the back of the truck and you take off another 20. That's an act of theory. That's of course awesome. That's not Toos. That's Gezel. What exactly, how far can you take tous to the next level to the point where it's not Gezel? Let's, in this context, look at the toisvis Going back to the Gemara, where the Gemara brought the apostle of Echishem im Koineo. And the Gemara said, We read the Gemara in the previous share with Rashi's Pshat. Taisu says, "There's a havamina that you could allow the goy to extort from you the value of the eved beyond his value. Well, he knows that you want to redeem the yid from servitude. Have a that you should allow him to extort you." Taisus doesn't like this. Why do I need a post with that? Are you allowed, are you m'chuyiv? Is there a reason why the Torah would encourage you to allow the Goy to extort from you? Let's say the value uh, prorated the value of the evident at this point. He was sold for a certain amount and now he has a certain amount of years left on his servitude, on his contract. He's worth $10,000 there would be a Havamina that you'd be allowed to whittle down the price, to misrepresent the value of buying out the Eved, you'll give him less than, than the Eved is valued at. The price should be exact. Now, Taisit explains this. The toy is Goy Muter. The Gears over here, the sensor was tois knani hoyo Kilu It only applied to Goyim in ancient times where the Goyim were savages. But, but the halacha really is over here that tois to- knani is mutter. Also la tois, even though it's mutter to keep the fruits of a toast that the goy gave to the Yid, but also la tois, you're not allowed to fool him. When are you not allowed to fool him? Sometimes the guy made a mistake. Are you allowed to keep? He gave you the wrong change. He gave you the wrong amount of merchandise. Okay? His mistake. You're allowed to keep it. But Teisus says that the Kamash Malon over here is that you're not allowed to misrepresent and with that fool him into giving you less money. But Teisus qualifies that. Teisus says... With the Goy knows that he's living in Eretz Yisrael. Remember, he's a Goy in Eretz Yisrael. He knows that you want to do the right thing, you want to pay him, but if he's going to drive too hard of a bargain, you're just going to grab the Israel put him in the back of the truck, and you're going to drive off. So, Mameyla, he's willing... He knows that you're taking him for a ride, literally. Um... He's not, he's, he's willing to take whatever he can get. So because of that, and before you understand that what Tasis means is there's a Chil Hashem element. Taishwiss is basing himself on Mehem Shekhar Gomorrah. But where there's an element of Chil Hashem, which is what we said before, it's not just Chil Hashem, that is considered illegitimate financial behavior, that's considered Gezel. But otherwise, if there's no Chil Hashem involved, Taishwiss understands and this is the idea we'll see in Mitzvah Shem, which is not so simple. We're going to have to define different cases of Toh Like we said before, he's giving you the merchandise, you reach into the back of his truck, you pull out another five pieces. The guy's selling you stolen merchandise, you pull out another ten pieces. That's, of course, that's an act of thievery. What happens, let's say we spoke about a case in the context of the Gemara, uh, somebody goes into an antique store. Somebody goes into a yard sale and there's something there which is much more valuable than for what it's being sold. So he sold it to you. What happens if you created the mistake? You cover over the label. You do something to it. Let's say you walk into the store and you damage it in a way that you know that you could take it. You could take it home and you could own that. You create the situation of the toes. Are you allowed to do that? Is that maybe turn it into an act of thievery? That we'll have to see Beis Hashem the next year what the parameters of Tos are. I just want to clarify one point. What we're discussing in terms of where there's Gezel when you don't take from the guy, you're just taking from somebody who stole from him, might very well be only academic, because there's a whole body in Halacha, Simonim and Chayish Mishpah, based on Gemara Sadeh that stealing, we'll call it hot goods, and not stealing, but taking from a Ghana itself encourages wrongdoing, um, encourages people to engage in, in thievery, and that's of course a, a very big consideration. I'm just discussing the Gezel aspect and the continuation of whether you're a Ghazlan when you haven't taken it from the guy himself. What to do with that halachalamaisa is subject to other issues of concern, like we're saying.